Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lexus Enthusiast podcast. My name is Kevin Watts, and I'm the founder and editor of the Lexus Enthusiast website. And today I'm joined by director of Lexus UK, Richard Balshaw. Welcome. Yeah, it's good to be here. You know, we'll just get right into it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us some background into your time with Lexus and Toyota? And, what, you know, what was your path to mm-hmm. getting to, to run uh, Lexus UK? Okay. Um, well, I've been with Toyota organization now for 22 years. Uh, or nearly 22 years, and uh, I joined as an area after-sales manager on the Toyota side of the business. Uh, And I came from uh, a company called Unipart, uh, which was very heavily associated with Rover, and uh, my plan was to come across uh, to uh, an organization where I could get onto the vehicle sales side of the business as well as the after-sales side of the business. So I started as a regional after-sales manager uh, with a view to, to wanting to to get into the uh, regional sales side of things and then spent several years uh, in various field roles, uh, learning the business, learning the network, understanding how the organization worked. Uh, And then after uh, I think seven or eight years of field roles, I came into a head office environment uh, into network development, which is uh, appointing new franchises uh, to the network and uh, and working with those that we've already got so I started there and then went into sales and marketing uh, back into after sales for a while uh, at a higher level then into uh, corporate and fleet uh, and uh, ended up as uh, sales director for Toyota um, and then having done that for uh, three years was given the opportunity to join Lexus uh, for the first time in a dedicated Lexus role within the organization four and a half years ago uh, and came over to be uh, the Lexus director for, for the UK. Now, from an outside perspective, Lexus in the UK seems to be doing very well as compared to the rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. Is there something about the brand that resonates with British consumers? I think uh, the first thing to remember is it's a big, big market in the UK, for, big for Europe, not big compared to uh, North America, uh, but it is, it is quite a big market. Uh, we'll probably see in the UK 2.6 million passenger car sales this year. Uh, and the other significant factor is it's a strong premium market. So 26% of the UK market is, is premium uh, or luxury car brands. So it's more than a quarter, just over a quarter, and it's growing at a faster rate than the overall market. So I think one of the reasons why there's a relatively high European volume for, for Lexus in the UK is is that there's a bigger opportunity, uh, first of all. I think the other key factor is that what, and this is perhaps where your question really relates into resonating, I think Lexus uh, for the 25 years that it's been in the UK has stood for for good quality uh, and excellent experience. And those two things do tend to resonate with UK consumers. Uh, so I think there's, uh, there's, there's, there's been a good opportunity there to do that. And I think the, uh, the brand has, has grown rapidly really from uh, 1999 onwards with the introduction of the first IS, grew rapidly into the UK market and that allowed for brand separation uh, away from Toyota. So previously it was very much a shop in shop sort of arrangement. Uh, with maybe uh, LS and GS in the corner of a large Toyota showroom. So that, that very much changed in 1999 with the introduction of the IS and then subsequently uh, a couple of years later with the first RX. It, uh, it quickly gained a scale that allowed it to become a very separate brand and franchise 
uh, from Toyota, which uh, even though we've had sort of a global recession and, and issues uh, from around 2007 down to 2010, that, that network has remained and uh, that presence has remained and that brand identity, if you like, away from Toyota has, has, has stood the test of time as a result of that infrastructure being in place beforehand. So I think those are, those are the key reasons for the, for the success in the UK. A, it's a good, strong premium market. Uh, uh, B, quality and experience counts a lot for the UK consumer. And C, we did manage to, uh, to get good brand separation and establish the infrastructure uh, before 2007 when, when things got more difficult. It sounds very similar to what happened with, within Canada in terms of uh, the separation of the, the two dealerships mm -hmm. really led to a, a growth opportunity for, for Lexus. Now, keeping with dealerships, Lexus UK has received plenty of awards for their customer service. Mm -hmm. you, know, you absolutely dominated the last uh, Auto Express yes. study. How does your customer experience and your owner experience differ from other brands in the UK? I think all manufacturers, ourselves included, we tend to approach customer service at first from a, a standards and process point of view. So, uh, you know, you must have the right size showroom, you must have the right signage outside, you must use the right computer systems or prospecting systems. Uh, we do mystery shops and audits and questionnaires and we collect lots of data to say, well, how, how are you complying? to what is seen as you know the standard for experience that people expect uh, and I think all that's very important we do that as well uh, and I think it's all very relevant but I think it's it's very much from our perspective just a baseline just the hygiene factors you know it's about getting the very basics right uh, and making sure that, that certain elements of experience and service are, are consistently delivered but we've we've got a very much different mindset to take us beyond that, and I think this is where we, we perhaps are different from most other manufacturers. And it then is much more cultural. It's not about doing it to meet a certain standard. It's it's really about doing it because you want to do it, because you genuinely want to offer the best experience of any motor retailer uh, in your particular town. Uh, we we often talk about it in terms of you know our position in the marketplace means that we don't want to be the biggest, we don't want to have the most cars, we, we've got a relatively small size network so we're never going to be the most convenient all of the time but the one thing that we can consistently deliver is the best experience in that area uh, and that's actually very motivating for the network to get behind. It's, it's very much a, a cultural thing uh, and it's very much a people thing. As much as we do have the standards and the audits and the reports and all that sort of stuff as well, typical manufacturer stuff, actually to operate as a Lexus centre in the UK you have to have the culture and the people that can do it. And often people come to the brand and don't like it. Uh, often people come to the brand and leave after three or four months and they just find it doesn't suit them uh, from an approach. and. If, you, if it doesn't suit you, you can't really stay. It's not something that, that's easy to live with. If you're not of that mindset, we recruit not on experience, but very much on attitude and mindset. So that we have people, uh, maybe from other industries, we'd be quite happy for them, to, for them to come into the network because we can always give them the training and the experience of how to sell cars or how to look after customers from an after sales perspective. 
uh, all the other things that we have to do, but if they haven't got the right mindset uh, and attitude, then then it, there's no point. So it's uh, it's it's very much something that's been a conviction for all of the 25 years that we've been in the UK. It doesn't come overnight. It's 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 very intangible for some people to grasp, and it comes from genuinely a spirit and an attitude of wanting to be the best in terms of experience but also wanting to continually strive to do better. You'll be aware of Kaizen uh, and this whole philosophy that uh, Toyota and Lexus have of continuous improvement. We work very hard with the network uh, to make sure that they apply continuous improvement and Kaizen to the customer experience. I like the, the way that you frame that in terms of saying that it's a point of pride it's the way that you measure mm. your success rather than you know with sales or, or whatnot because I think that really kind of defines the Lexus mm-hmm. and uh, you, you put it quite well now you know obviously I'm North American mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I watch your uh, region you know with great interest yeah I'm wondering from your perspective what's the largest difference between the North American market and the European market? Um, well, to be honest, I'm no expert on a North American market, but uh, from, from where I see it, uh, the first and most obvious difference is scale. Uh, we are a large European market, but that, that uh, obviously still leaves us much smaller than, than the North American market. Uh, it also is a market that's in the UK uh, heavily influenced by corporate. Um, fleet sales which account for uh, in any one year about 50% of all sales so there's there's uh, that that has a that has an impact in terms of the way the market operates certainly in recent years it's led to uh, a big emphasis on co2 um, because co2 has become the the measurement by which personal taxation and, and corporate taxation is levied on those corporate or uh, or fleet cars uh, and that has led to a predominance of diesel in Europe uh, in, in recent years as well. So there's, there's all those sorts of factors going on. And I think from a, a, a more, that's more of a market, but from a Lexus perspective, we're obviously in a very different place uh, with Lexus in the UK and I guess across the whole of Europe, whereas we're not challenging to be market leaders. There's a very strong domestic premium car uh, tendency from people in the UK. Uh, I mean, in the UK, you have brands like Jaguar and Range Rover, which are very big and, uh, and very British sort of brands. But also, the German brands uh, have have a very strong presence in the UK, and there's a, a great deal of brand loyalty. And they very much see all those five brands, if you like, see this as their domestic market, see Europe as their domestic market. So we're not really trying to challenge with Lexus that sort of scenario. We're not trying to be a market leader, uh, whereas obviously in North America, it, it very much is the case that they, you know they want to be number one or close to number one uh, in each year. So you know, our position is as a distinctive choice, an alternative choice uh, to the mainstream, if you like, mainstream premium brands. So we, we define it as we want to be the, the uh, distinctive luxury car choice that's famous for delivering an exceptional customer experience. That's how we've defined it over recent years. And distinctive is an important word. We could use the word different, but different can be good (laughs) and different can be bad. Um, So we're very keen on the word distinctive because that's always pretty good actually. 
it's like the um, you know with the introduction of the spindle grill and, mm -hmm. and everything like that uh, distinctive is, is definitely part of yeah. that and I think that you know talking with the designers and everything uh, they say well if only half of the people like it well that's still half of the people so, mm -hmm. yeah yeah. yeah but people have noticed it yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Now, how important is the NX to the UK? Did it come like at the right time? It certainly came at the right time. Uh, it'd always be nice to get new cars a little bit earlier, but that, that's, uh, that's been the case for all my time in the industry. You always want the car a little bit earlier. But no, it came at a great time for us, off the back of IS, which was a success and, and, uh, and really represented the new design language of Lexus uh, for the first time, I guess, in, 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 in public view. Uh, and then to get NX to come in so quickly and to reinforce that, uh, take us into a new segment. It's, um, it's a very fast growing segment in the UK market. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were at a good time in that, uh, you know, okay, some competitors have got into the market earlier, but we've been able to come in, learn from what they've got right and what they've got wrong and, and put a fantastic car into the marketplace. It, it's two things really for us. It's a volume car. It's 4,000 sales next year uh, in the plan, which will be 25% of, of what we sell. We're aiming to sell 16,000 cars next year. So that's a very significant part of our, of our volume. Uh, so that, that's the first reason why it's so important. And the second is it does have the ability and it is in fact starting to change people's perception of Lexus. It's such a striking design, it's so well built, it's introducing hybrid from our perspective to a whole new group of people which is very important, often the first time that they've experienced hybrid uh, and 95-96% of our sales in the UK are hybrid. Uh, and it's bringing us into a younger marketplace, a more family orientated consumer. For all those reasons it's genuinely changing the way that people see Lexus, I think it's been quite a surprise. I was in London this weekend as, as a we talked about and mm -hmm. I saw two or three NXs and I was always not really a casual observer <laughs> so just as somebody walking and mm -hmm. they are so it's such a dramatic mm. vehicle on mm. the road it really does stand out particularly on the on the UK roads. yes I find it to be very striking yes yeah just to switch gears I, I want to talk about your social media program that mm -hmm. you have here you know you're you're active on all the social networks um, you know you have the support of you have a frequently updated blog here on yes Lexus UK do you place extra value on social media and having an active presence I think we do I think uh, again we uh, we're not looking for market leadership so we don't as a result of that we don't have the volume or the presence to compete with, uh, with, the, with the German brands and Jaguar and Range Rover uh, in typical or should we say traditional above the line marketing channels. Um, we don't have their budgets, we don't have their spend uh, and therefore we do have to take a, let's call it a distinctive rather than a different <laughs> approach uh, and I think you know social media ha has, as platforms have come, has given us the opportunity through social media and digital to, to really try and excel. We are, we are Lexus, so we want to be the best where we choose to be. Uh, and uh, we believe that we can, we can be better than everyone else in digital and social, whereas we couldn't really do that in TV advertising or cinema or posters or, or other such things, simply because we don't have the budget. 
So this is a space that we are very conscious of, of, uh, of working as hard as we possibly can. And it also it allows us to be quite targeted. And that's quite important because again, you know, Lexus isn't for everybody. We're not a mainstream mass brand. In terms of uh, efficiency of marketing, it, it's great to be able to, to build a community of people who you know are of the right sort of mindset uh, and then to, to work with that community um, through, through social platforms and digital platforms. So yeah, it's, uh, it's an area we believe that we can absolutely you know, take a leadership stance in. I'm always featuring your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's you good. Know, at, at least two or three times a month, yes. you always, you yeah, always yeah. hit something out of the park. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Thank you for that. We need to amplify it as much as possible. And is there a vehicle that's missing from the Lexus lineup that would really make a big impact in the UK? Mm-hmm. Well, this, this is a difficult question to answer course, without, yeah. without potentially people uh, reading too much into the answer. So um, let me start at least with a general, a general sort of comment. If I was to sum up Lexus in the UK, in a lot of people's minds, it still is big, luxurious, expensive cars. And actually, uh, that's because we started with LS and then we brought out GS and then that came RX and these are big cars for the UK market uh, and they represented luxury, but they were seen as expensive. So we're still not known as having smaller cars and I think the market has moved towards um, taking all the features of those big cars and big luxury used to have to be big yeah it used to have to be a big car to be a luxury car a premium car but that's no longer the case certainly in this market and I guess across a lot of Europe whereas small luxury compact luxury is, is more more the way that consumers seem to be going they want all the features and benefits of the bigger car but quite often now in a smaller more efficient package um, so I think you know what we, what I would like to see with the Lexus range moving forward is is more uh, compact luxury, uh, and that can be in various different segments of various different cars. But I think it's important that we are started to see, like we've done with NX, like we've done with CT, which is for us is bringing so many people to Lexus. Our, our conquest sales of CT are over seventy percent. Uh, even now the car's been around for a few years and you've got people on repeat purchase cycles uh, and we sum CT up from a marketing position as compact luxury for example I think that that's the opportunity for Lexus is, is, is compact luxury um, so that's a sort of general comment I think we've got to try and get down that, that route I think in terms of a more specific answer uh, I think I'd like to see a genuine halo car come into the range that's more accessible than the LFA. Fair enough. <laughs> now, just wrapping up, mm. we have two, uh, sorry, I don't want to call them fun questions, but I think that they are. I had to put a um, qualifier in this question. So outside of the <laughs> LFA, yes. what, what is your favorite Lexus of all time? Um, I'm gonna, uh, I, if, you'll, if you'll allow me, I'm gonna have one from the past and one from the present. Absolutely. So, from the past, I'm going to go with the original uh, first-generation IS200 from 1999, uh, which uh, I still think, from a design perspective, is, is a real triumph. You still see so many of them on the roads, uh, and uh, you see so many of them being customized and developed even now, uh, all these years uh, later on. And I think there was just something about the, uh, 
the design of that vehicle, the interior execution, the way that the instrument panel had all the circles and dials on it was very, very different. Uh, the six-cylinder, two-liter petrol engine, you know, it just, and it drove in such an engaging way. Uh, it still does drive in such an engaging way. In fact, my mother-in-law still has one of the very last ones I, uh, I managed to get for her. Uh, one of the very last ones before it moved into the second generation. And when I, I mean, even when I drive that today, it brings a smile to my face. I think it's just a, a fantastic car. But it also did so much for the brand, as we said earlier. It allowed us to separate from Toyota uh, from a network perspective. It gave us the volume and the credibility to become a separate brand. So it not only it was a great car at the time, and it still is a great fun car to drive now, but it did so much in terms of developing Lexus uh, in the UK that I would have that one from the past. Uh, in terms of today's lineup, I would have to go with the RCF. Uh, just a fantastic car. Every time you drive it, it brings a smile to your face. Uh, the noise uh, that the, uh, the V8 makes and, uh, and the, the total drive and engagement is, uh, I just think uh, just fantastic. And then final question, what Lexus are you driving right now? I'm driving an RX 450H, so the hybrid RX. Uh, apart from on the odd weekend when I managed to take away the RCF demonstrator from the office. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't get away with that every weekend. <laughs> well, Richard, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. For this interview and uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much.